Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and I'm excited to be with you right here, right now. So close after enjoying Christmas. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and Santa was good to you. And I hope that everyone, uh, I know it's a strange time of our Christmas and a strange time of year this year, but uh, we had to do things a little bit differently. Hopefully you got to spend it with your family and, and loved ones as best you could uh, under the circumstances. So I uh, hope everyone enjoyed that and hope everyone is, is all full and of, of food and gifts and, and happiness and love and and all the excitement of Christmas. And now we're going to tackle finances because that's what we do here at the Financially Speaking Show on the Inspired Choices Network. Uh, what we do is we take complicated, seemingly complicated financial concepts or confusion or just things that make you shake your head and, and, and ask, why do they do it like that? Or what did that even mean? <laughs> and when I talk to financial people, what language are they speaking? Uh, those are the kind of things where we break it down and we say, let's just speak English and let's talk plain language and let's figure out what you need and your stuff. Because not everybody is the same. As we know, everybody asks for something different for Christmas. Uh, some of them got the same things, but I, I, I would bet every, not everyone not got exactly the same things same exact things, whether it's three gifts, two gifts, one gift, I bet they didn't get the same. I bet you did something different. It's the same with your finances. So when we're looking at our finances, we're only looking at, at your finances. You're looking, when I'm looking at fin my finances, I'm only looking at mine. I don't care what my neighbor's done. I don't care how many gifts she gave her kids for Christmas. I don't care how expensive the gifts were for Christmas. I don't care if my brother bought $500 gifts uh, for four different gifts for his kids. I, it's not up to me. Uh, not that he did, <laughs> at least not that I know of. Um, but if they do, it's none of our business. What people are spending and how they're spending their money, it's none of our business. Because what I do know is I can't control what they're doing. I can control what I'm doing. And I only care what I'm doing because that's what's going to affect me and my family. Because my income and my expenses are neighbors are not my cousins are not my brothers or not anybody else's but mine so when I track my cash I can control what comes in because I know work as does everybody else you know where you work you know how much you make you know when you get paid you know what comes in before tax what comes in after tax you know you also know what you're spending because you're spending it and if you're spending too much you have the ability to spend less you also have the ability to make more you can either ask for age, you can get another job, there's mobility and employment, uh, there's, you can get courses, you can move up, there is options, we have all kinds of options. So when people say to me, um, well, I can't afford it, you might not be able to afford it right now in present day, because it's based on what you have coming in and what you have going out, but you certainly can make a plan to afford it. And that's what we're looking at 
in terms of finances here on Financially Speaking, because I always believe that at some point, uh, it all comes back to money. We need to have money to make sure that uh, uh, we had a Merry Christmas, or we need to make sure we have money for birthday gifts or to pay our rent or to pay our mortgage or to pay our utility bills and make sure the lights came on. Uh, we also need to make sure we have the money where we can just go out for a coffee or tea or, or glass of wine or whatever your preference is with a friend once in a while. Um, these are all things that are important, not because you need to have a, a huge pot of money, you need to have the right amount of money the right amount of money that makes you happy, that works for you, what works for your family. If you can afford and your desire is to eat out every night, then that is a, a situation that you decide for yourself. If you don't want to eat out every night and you can't afford, or you don't even want to afford to eat out every night, that's also your choice. Um, but eating out every night and then not having the money at the end of the month, that's, that's a choice to be in debt. That is a choice to be financially um, struggling. That is a choice that you're making for yourself and for your family. And what I try every day in my practice in finance, in, both through as an advisor, uh, a licensed financial advisor, and through my bookkeeping practice and my business strategy business, uh, I always try to make sure that people understand that it's a choice that you're making. You choose to work at a certain place. You choose if you're going to be your own boss. You choose when you're going to be your own boss. You make a lot of choices. Now, there are circumstances, and I know people make that argument, well, I didn't have a choice. I had to. There are circumstances that motivate you in one way or another. Absolutely. I get that. There are circumstances when we're in a pandemic and your place of employment is shut down. We're, there are, are circumstances where uh, you have a choice in a pandemic when your place of employment is shut down and you may choose to start your own business at that time, or you can choose to look for another job, or you can choose to find a part-time supplemental income. There are choices that we make every day and finance is no different. And there's a lot of subconscious choices that we make every day in finance. And a lot of them, we are, uh, almost as a zombie going through the ritual of driving through and getting that tea or coffee from the same old establishment we drive through on our way to work or on our way home from work or whatever the case is. Uh, and, and that's a choice we make, whether it's subconscious or not. Sometimes we're, we're so, uh, so much a creature habit that we drive through and we don't even realize we just spent $5 on a coffee or we just spent another $5 on coffee and a donut or whatever your preference is. Um, that is also a financial choice. So that's what we look at uh, here to help people be more aware of what their choices are and to be more aware of what their choices can be and how to make them. And I always like to say that that's what we do here on the Inspired Choices Network, because I believe that if we are a collective better person, so if we're better with ourselves in every way, not just finances, because as much as I say it, it does relate to money, I don't say it's all about money. I always say it relates sometime at some point, it's going to relate to money. You're either going to need it for uh, an emergency, you're going to need it to have for fun, you're going to need it because um, you have a, a need to buy something to help with your health or your kids' education. Like there's a need at some point, every one of us is going to have and has definitely got every one of us in our lives a point where we need money but it's not all about the money 
And what I mean by that is if we're healthy mentally and we're healthy physically and we're healthy financially and we're healthy spiritually and we're, we're healthy in a completely whole way, then that makes us a happier person. It makes us a more um, productive person. It makes us happier to be around, I would guess. Uh, because when we have the financial stress or other kinds of stresses on us, it's, it, it affects your personality, it affects your life, and it affects your outlook on life, which affects your health, it affects your livelihood. Uh, they're all connected. So to say, if I have more money, or I hear this all the time, when I have more money, and when I buy the boat, or when I buy the car, when I go on this fancy trip, then I'll be happy. It's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. It never happens. So it doesn't matter how much money you think you need to be happy. You need to be happy and you need to be healthy mentally. You need to be healthy and happy physically. And to do that, I think you would have an opportunity on the Inspired Choices Network to see all these things in action. And by that, we have, I mean, we have some pretty great hosts here and they tackle all the problems uh, and all the challenges and all the questions and all the all the parts that just even if things are going okay and you don't have a major issue, they just help elevate you to that next level or keep you motivated or keep you uh, inspired. And I would offer a strong suggestion to check out all the other shows. Either you can join us live on our our regular scheduled show, uh, our radio show, our TV now, because that was added this year. Um, or you can join us in our uh, podcast when they go into podcast mode after the recording and to do that there's there's going to be no excuse why you can't find us because we're in over 58 platforms but I would suggest join us on the inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and tune in to any of the shows like Christine MacGyver she's a holistic coach she'll help you with if you have business questions and and ideas you've got um You've got my buddy, Jen Wood, who will help inspire you. Her show is The Infinite You. And I think that, um, frankly, at this time of the year, it's probably a really good idea to, to check out Jen's show because she talks about being overwhelmed and not feeling good enough and, and having uh, those constant nagging thoughts that, that uh, a lot of people struggle with. And I know Christmas is always uh, a very high stress time of year, uh, historically and statistically. And this is where you might need a little bit of support. And, and Jen would be a great one to tune into uh, or go to her podcast and pick out the topic that might speak to you the most. Uh, creating Abundance with uh, Dr. Helen. Don't be afraid to check her podcast out. Um, we might uh, need to do that a little bit and help our mind work with us on creating abundance because here's what I know making money can be very easy it's it and and I always tell people it is easy because money has no emotion there's nothing that money is thinking about there is a trillions and trillions of dollars floating around in the world and some people have a lot of it like Jeff Bezos and some people don't have a lot of it and there's lots of people we can think of that that are are financially challenged but what I do know is the people who have lots of it usually have a very good mindset about it. They're very receptive to receiving it. They're very receptive to flowing with the money. They spend a lot. They receive a lot. So they put it out in the world. They either by spending or by donations or by whatever philanthropy that they, they do by a foundation like Bill Gates. There's movement of money. And I mean physical movement. It comes in, it goes out. And they usually move it a lot. And their mindset is is it's to 
the point where it's completely automatic and completely, completely natural for them. And what I do know for people who need to shift where their money situation is, is a lot of it has to do with mindset. And people don't necessarily realize that the numbers people like me, where we just add and subtract and figure out what area to move the money and make money, there's no emotional attachment. The money isn't saying to me, oh, you're going to hurt my feelings if you put me over here and I make too much money, or you're going to hurt my feelings if you don't receive me or let me come to you. Money is not thinking about me. They don't, it doesn't care. If, if I want it, there it is. If I don't want it, don't take it. And this is where I think a lot of us, the biggest challenge for a lot of us, especially women, I find is the mindset part. And I think that if you can, if you can get a little bit of abundance creation and maybe even check out Jennifer Lewis, Kramer Lewis, she's with the Big Fat Lies show on the network. And she talks about the things that we tell ourselves, like the lies we tell ourselves, like, you know, we don't deserve it or we're not entitled to it or whatever the case is. Um, just some ideas for you to check out. I encourage you to do it because I think it's it's important for all of us. Um, it's important to have a healthy uh, mental attitude. It really is. So please check us out on the Inspired Choices Network and look into the podcast. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to see all the shows. And I just gave you a handful of them because I, I, I mean, I, I could talk to you about all of them. That would be a whole show talking about the shows. <laughs> but uh, what I would do is check them out, plug yourself into whoever speaks to you, whoever you connect with, um, reach out if you want, um, work with them uh, outside of the show. But if there's a show that we're missing and if there's a, a skill or a set of uh, important information that needs to be shared every week or with, with everyone, because you feel that we're missing it, if you think it, then so is everybody else. There's a lot of other people that have the same questions and have the same desire to hear it. And if you can reach out to Christine MacGyver, who is our, our uh, owner of the network, and talk to her about it, she is really good at helping narrow it down and figure out how to make that work into a show. Because a lot of people, I mean, they'll think, well, how do you talk about money for an hour? Well, it's not really a full hour, first of all, because we have breaks and stuff. But there are so many topics about money. There are so many different uh, areas that we could go to to talk about money. We can talk about mortgages for an hour, traditional mortgages. We can talk about um, what is a stock and how they work for hours. We can talk about bank accounts. I mean, I talk about bank accounts for hours about different kinds of banks and different kinds of accounts and different kinds of interest rates that you can get. So you can go to bank A and get something and it's different than bank B and they call, they have the same product, but call it a different name. We could talk about that for hours. You would be amazed at, at how many different topics have so many different ways of talking about things. So tonight, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about, we're, we're closing in on the end of the year. And it's been a crazy year. That's no question about that. It's unique in, in so many ways. But we're going to talk about how to be ready for next year. And, you know, we get ready. You look at the retail stores. They get ready for Christmas. They get ready for Easter. They get ready for um, St. Patrick's Day. They get ready. Clothing stores get ready for summer. They get ready for winter. What are we doing to get ready for being financially um secure and financially comfortable and financially responsible and financially happy. So what are we doing? 
to get ready for that this year. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what we're going to do for next year. That's going to get us on track because what I do know and what for someone I can tell you from experience, I am a huge person of planning. I like to know things. I plan them months and months in advance. I plan out a year in advance. Um, I do my shopping in advance. It's been very, very rare for me to be caught doing shopping for Christmas on the day before, but I mean, it has happened. I'm not going to lie. I got caught once or twice, but in reality, I'm a planner and I like to plan out and know what's happening for the next year. Uh, I like to know what's happening for the next few years in my business. And that's called business planning. And what we don't normally talk about is our financial planning for ourselves in our house. So when we come back from our break, let's talk about that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we are talking about planning for next year. And by next year, I mean the whole year, not just till the 31st of January or till Valentine's Day. We're going to look at our plan overall for the whole year we probably know what we're going to have for income we probably have an idea of what our expenses are going to be unless we're making any big changes in which case we make these adjustments and this kind of plan this isn't something that we we set and don't touch again this is a living document it's a living plan where it evolves as we evolve if we get a raise we figure out what to do with that money if we lose our job we figure out how to rebalance and and cut and control our expenses but we're talking about the end of year financial planning. So I'm going to give you nine points that can help you get your finances in order. And 
these are some money tips from uh, Barry Rabinow's, uh, whoops, Rabinowitz. And I'm going to share that with you because I think a lot of people need some structure in terms of how to spend the money that they have in terms of how to track the money that they have. So I always tell people, just track your cash, just know what's coming in, know what's going out and add, uh, subtract the difference between what's going out from what's coming in. If you have a positive number, if you have more money coming in than you do going out, fantastic. That's great. That's what we want. Doesn't mean your job's done. That means, are we efficient? Then we can look at it and say, okay, are we being efficient? Can we trim a little bit more from our expenses so we can save a little bit more and put it in our vacation fund, our long-term investments, our savings, whatever the case is. Or if with the opposite, where the expenses are more than the income, then we need to look at it and say, we need to do something. We either need to make more money or we need to save on our expenses or do both. Because this is how easy money is. There's two ways to make more money. You either have more money coming into your pocket or you have less money going out. It sounds ridiculously simple because it is. And that's how you, that's how you do it. Making more money is exactly the same as saving more on your expenses. So if you make the same amount of money every year, year after year, and you never get a raise, but you control your expenses to the point where you're paying a little bit less or you're saving money on it, it's exactly the same as if your expenses stayed the same and your income went up. It's the same thing. So if you start to think of it like that, then the biggest challenge I have people say to me is, uh, well, I don't make enough. I need to make more money. That's possible. You might but you also can save more money or control your expenses. So the people who I've talked to in the past, either through my practice as a financial advisor or through a bookkeeping company, uh, and they're, the big thing I hear a lot is that they deserve it and they've got a lifestyle they become accustomed to. That's all fine and well, but that's not required to live in a big house with a three-car garage. That's not required. That's a beautiful luxury if you can afford it, but if you can't, then maybe not right now, then maybe we need to save up for it. Because if you can get yourself in a position where you can afford it, uh, healthy, afford it, comfortably afford it, without stress, afford it, and you're happy with it, and you're not worried about every month, it's month to month to month, do I have enough for expenses to be covered, then you're not going to enjoy it. So we need to make sure that we're enjoying what we're doing and we are affording it. So our financial plan for the end of the year, we're going to start with number one, we're going to get a head start on organizing our finances. So we're going to get a head start on organizing all the records. You get them. Whether or not you look at them is a different story, but you get them. You get, whether it's electronically and a lot of, for sure, I know I, I myself, you go paperless, you get all your bank statements, your investment statements, whatever, electronically. It's fantastic. Um, some people don't like that. I have clients that still like the physical paper. No problem. So I have people in my practice that get physical paper. I have people in my practice that get the digital paper. Either one is fine, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you would enjoy, and whatever you can uh, feel happy about touching and, and having it that way. So get a head start on organizing your financial records. So what does that mean? Make sure you download your statements. This is not this is not a hard thing if you and everyone can do this. If you're a digital person and you have money in the bank or you have money with investments or whatever, download your statements. 
set up a file on your hard drive or on a USB stick, however you state, save stuff, and call it bank A or investment company A. And then I set up subfolders actually, and I call it year 2020, 2019, 20, whatever the year is, and set up a 2021 because we're going to be there in a few days. So once you have those in place, download all your statements, make sure you have them. Because if anything ever happens where either you change banks or you get far enough into the future that you can't go back and access those statements, you're going to have them. Because if you lose them or your accountant needs them or your bookkeeper needs them or you need them for your taxes, which is coming up because we're going to talk about that, um, then you have them. So get a head start on organizing your records. So download your statements, download your personal income records into one spot, um, organize your receipts. We're talking this is it. You have a couple year, a couple days before the end of the year and anything after December 31st in any year, any calendar year, that's it. There's nothing else that's going to happen to your taxes. It's all been said and done. The only thing you can do in Canada, you've got the first three months where you can do an RSP contribution to reduce your income. But for the most part, it's over. Your taxes are set. So you should know what they are before now. Have an idea so that you can if you need to make arrangements to uh, uh, donate to charity, if you haven't done it already, but you're planning on doing it, then you might as well make the timing to your benefit. Um, if that's, these are all things that we can start with, which I'll talk to you in a minute about with tax planning, but make sure you have your receipts, start to look at it, make sure you have them and make sure that you have um, all your statements, make sure you have your income stubs. Like you wanna make sure you know that you have your uh, payment stubs. If you work for somebody, make sure you have access to it. If you, there's a, pay work, a payroll system that you can log into and make sure you download your pay stubs for the year. So you have a rough idea of what your year-to-date income is. Then you know how much tax was taken. You can start to figure out where you're at. Um, don't the, the, the big challenge people get when it comes to tax time is they're, they're searching for it and they can't find this. And, they're, and I get the calls every year from different clients that can't find their slips that their tax slips were sent for their investments and I get them for them and I resend them to them because we can, we do that. Right. But that's usually at tax time and you're scrambling to do it because now you're under the gun and you have a deadline. So do it now while you have the time and you might even be off actually until the first of the year. So do that. Re and then, then review your taxable income or taxable investment situation. So figure out if you're going to have a gain or a loss. Are you going to be paying tax or not? So start to get into that mode where you review it. Because if you have losses, you can take advantage of uh, some situations. And this is where you might talk with a, an advisor where you can take advantage of that and um, lower your taxable income. So I would suggest make it all done. Be ready now. Because then when it comes to April, uh, you're not going to be scrambling around and you're not going to be surprised at, uh, oh, I have to pay X amount of dollars in tax and holy smokes, I'm not prepared for it with my cash flow. So now what do you do? And you either go into debt because you take it off a line of credit or you don't pay it at all and you're subject to interest and penalty. Um, either way, you're not happy with yourself and you're not happy with somebody else. And it's not your tax preparer's fault because they're just following what the rules of CRA and IRS are. So start now, actually start three weeks ago. So next year, let's start the first of December. 
or and, and get ready or even the end of November, depending on what your schedule is like. But start before so that you give yourself the opportunity. And this is the, this is the big part right here. Why would you take away from yourself the opportunity to do the most efficient tax planning for you and your family? So if you start three weeks ago and you say, okay, let's start looking at some investment statements and in, uh, income statements and all of our, like our tax stubs and so forth, then you start to see, geez, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be paying taxes. So now you go talk to your financial advisor. You say, hey, what are some things that I can do to uh, minimize my taxes? You know, I wanted to give a donation to the church at Christmas or I wanted to do a year-end donation. I was going to do it anyway, What's the best way to structure that? Because you know what? Just giving cash is great and you're going to get a tax receipt, but you can do other things like give securities and get a higher re tax receipt. There's different things you can do. And these are things that you want to talk to your advisor about to see how that fits into your plan. And then you're going to start to think about next year. And now you're thinking a year. Now you're starting to talk a year ahead and you're being organized and you're going to be like the retail so centers that are thinking about the summer when you're knee deep in our case, <laughs> knee deep in the snow, because they're looking into the future to say, where are we going to be for the summer? I can't order my summer clothes in June. I already need them by the June, right? And you can't order winter coats and hats and everything else in November because people need them for November. So that's why you're going to be starting to look at stuff like that. The next thing you're going to do, your third tip or, or plan or or step, if you will, is going to be to find out how much you've contributed to your retirement plan and how much you can still contribute, how much you should contribute. And this is a conversation that ties hand in hand with taxes as well, but it also ties in with your long term plan for investments. So we're going to look and see, OK, now we're going to sit down. If I'm your advisor, you're going to sit down with me and we're going to say, OK, where are we at from a tax perspective? And let's talk about some options for you. and where are we at with our overall plan to see that, hey, we're on track to have that financial nest egg that we want so that you can retire when you want and we're going to be in a position so you have the lifestyle you want in post-retirement. So these are questions that we're going to start looking at right now. And if you do it early enough, and the, honestly, the best time, you always hear, the best time to start is right now, which is 100% true. But if you, the, the younger you start with your financial planning, the more habitual it becomes, the better you get at it, the more efficient you become. And then it, it's fun. It's like a game. Like if you can uh, be more organized, be a little bit better on the investments, a little bit more can go into the investment. You know what? We have enough time now. We can put a little bit more in and we're still on track, but now we're given the flexibility to say we can retire a year earlier rather than having, we might want to retire two years later than what you originally planned because you love what you're doing. Okay, no problem. But now you're doing what you want, not what you feel obligated or under pressure to do. So that is our third tip or step to looking at our financial future for next year and our financial plan for next year. We're going to take our second break tonight and I'm going to share with you some uh, the rest of our nine step plan and we'll go through that tonight and hopefully it will help everyone and motivate them while they have some time because they're all a little bit tired from all the festivities to relax, catch up and start looking at our finances because uh, usually in January is when everybody starts to panic because that's when those statements come in. So let's let's get ourselves even if that's happening this year. 
let's get ourselves to the position where now we're going to be okay with it because you know what I did that this year and I don't like the pressure on me so I'm going to get organized now and next year I'm even going to be that much more organized because I know how stressed I was this year waiting for those statements to come in and be tight on cash I'm going to get myself more organized even better and more efficient next year so don't go anywhere we're going to take our break and we're going to continue our conversation you're listening to financially speaking on the inspired choices network and we'll be right back Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we started talking about our year-end financial planning. And we've got nine steps or nine checkpoints or uh, nine places that we want to make sure we review, whatever you want to call it, but we're going to call it our nine steps for our financial plan. And we just did the first couple, and now I'm gonna take you into the fourth one, which is to pay special attention to your liquid cash reserves. What does this mean? Here we are, you spent a lot of money potentially on Christmas and dinner and so on. Um, it's cash. It's how much cash we have access to. Liquid cash is how much money you have in your bank, in your pocket, um, under your mattress. It's how much money you have access to. Uh, not without, this is not the, I need to cash in my investments early, or I need to um, take money out of my retirement fund. This is how much money we have right now. We want to pay special attention to this because we want to make sure that we still are saving for an emergency, that we still have cash reserves on hand, uh, just in case we have uh, something come up where we are going to be out of work for a month, or who knows, we could get a major snowstorm here and you're shut down and nobody can get out. Well, you still got to make sure you pay for your heat. You don't want to be sitting there in the cold. So make sure we have our um, expenses and our income figured out and we know what right now specifically 
what kind of cash we have. So we want to know how much that is. We want to make sure that we want we avoid the consumer debt. We want to make sure that we're not um, revising our lifestyle. And by that, I mean, we've spent so much, we have to, we, we the, the worst case scenario, we've spent so much, we have to sell our house, we got to move to someplace else, we have to sell our car, we have to completely change our, our lifestyle because we're complete, our, our cash is uh, completely annihilated. That's not what we want to do. So take a take re, take a note right now of where your cash is. And then if the dishwasher breaks in February, we're not going to be stressed out and wondering how we're going to pay for it. So these are things if the car needs to be repaired in January or your tires, you got to make sure you get the right tires on for the right weather. Um, if that's something that needs to be done, we want to make sure that we still have the cash to do that because these are things that need to happen. So make sure we have a look at our cash. That's our next step. Look at our, what we have for cash. And then the next step is let's go over our expenses for the past year so that this is where we anticipate the future. So I'm going to so for those of you that know me, you'll know I've told you that I'm a planner and I like to mark, you know, keep track of everything. I track everything. So I am a huge fan of Excel spreadsheets and I have a, a spreadsheet for just about everything. And I have a spreadsheet for gifts. So I set up a gift spreadsheet years ago and every year I open up my gift spreadsheet many, many times during the year because at the bottom of it, I have a tab and a spreadsheet that's for birthdays 2020, birthdays 2021, birthdays 2019, 18, you get the picture. Christmas 2019, Christmas 2020, Christmas 2021. I already have them set up. So for me, my 2021 stuff is already set up and I plug in the names of the people I'm gonna be buying gifts for. And then all I have in my spreadsheet, I have a list that says the date I bought it, where I bought it, what I bought and how much it was. I'm very, very simple. I like things simple and easy, but I like to track them. I don't want to have to think about, uh, did I buy a gift for so-and-so? Because I don't want to get caught where I forgot. And I don't want to be, I also want to be embarrassed where we are exchanging gifts and I completely forgot to do it because I got busy. So I have a spreadsheet and all year when I'm buying gifts for birthdays, for Christmas, for anniversaries, for Valentine's Day, I don't care what it's for, uh, I track it. And then if I have ideas on what I want to buy the kids or something for Christmas, I write it in my spreadsheet. And here's my simple, simple tracking mechanism. This is not, this is not anything profound by any stretch. And I'm sure people can do better than what I have. When I've bought it, I highlight it. So I, if you look at my spreadsheet, anything highlighted is paid for and in my possession and anything that's not highlighted, I haven't bought yet. It's that simple. And then I just have a little simple formula that calculates, it says the total for each person. And then there's another formula on the line underneath that adds up all my totals. So I know exactly how much I spent. So I can tell you now in my case, I keep track that all four kids are equally uh, gifted. <laughs> so I, I want to make sure they're not all getting the same thing, but I want to make sure if I spent $20 over here, I didn't spend $50 over there because I, I try very hard to keep it equal and fair for the kids, but I also try and get them stuff they want. So if one person got one gift for $50, somebody else might've got five gifts for $10. It still works out. And my spreadsheet shows that I was fair and equitable with the kids and with everyone that I was trying to be equitable with. But it also tells me that I'm spending uh, the right amount or I'm spending too much or I didn't spend enough because I might have got caught up with 
one of the kids and I've seen, oh, this is great for, for her. And, oh, this was great for her. And then I come back to my spreadsheet when I post, I'm like, oh crap, I've got four kids. And I'm only bought gifts for one. <laughs> but now you start to pay attention and you're like, okay, now I got to look at the other kids. Cause you know, people forget they get losing track of stuff and they'll think, oh, I really like this for my daughter. And then you see something else that she mentioned that they really like. And next thing you know, you've not kept track of it. You've got six things for one and two for another and the dollar values are out. So that's how I do it. It's basic. It's simple. I like it that way. I don't need to be complicated. And then next year I can go over my expenses to say, hey, where was I last year? Well, I can trim out a little bit or I can um, figure out a better way to do it or a better provider if I'm buying the same thing. So you can start to anticipate what your expenses are going to be. Uh, that also gets you into some good spending habits because everybody thinks spending money is bad, but there's actually good habits that we can be in. And the good habits are keeping track of our spending and tracking our cash. So if we're doing the um, somehow tracking it, you do it by paper and pen, you can have a book that you keep, you have a 2020 book and you keep it all in there or 2021, you can do it on a spreadsheet, whatever you want, totally cool, but just keep track of it. Um, and then you can have a look at your insurance. So our sixth step is going to be reviewing our insurance coverage. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it many more times. Um, I, I, I like to watch Jim Cramer on CNBC. I find him uh, very entertaining. Um, and I, I mean, he's a very smart guy. He's been in the finance industry for a long time, but his show is very entertaining. And the one thing he says that I always agree with is there's there's nothing worse. The only thing worse than being broke is being sick and broke. And by that, he means uh, if you have a health problem and you can't afford it, especially in the United States, for example, the healthcare system is different than ours. You have to pay for certain pieces of it and more of it. And don't make no mistake, it's not free in Canada. We pay through our taxes. We pay, we pay out of pocket for different things. But the only thing worse than being broke is being sick and broke. So look over your insurance. Look over your car insurance, look over your health insurance, look over your life insurance, make sure you have what's appropriate for you. Look over your disability insurance, look over your critical illness insurance, make sure you look at any insurances and say, does it fit what I need now? And does it make sense for the amounts that I have? If I got sick or hurt and couldn't work, what's going to happen to my household and my family? So that's what you, one of the questions you're going to ask yourself. What would happen if I wasn't here anymore and my income ceased in my household? That's what my, my life insurance, my life insurance doesn't cover me. We're not going to talk about life insurance. I do whole shows on life insurance. I think it's an amazing, amazing opportunity for a product that people can have. I think it's a, an, it's, it's um, a privilege. It's not a right to be able to have life insurance. Life insurance has nothing to do with the value of you or me or the person that's insured. It has to do with what income we're replacing if something happens to them. Or it could have something to do with our estate plan and how to build wealth for the next generation. Or it could have something to do with how we're going to pay for taxes on an estate without depleting our um, financial assets. Or it could have something to do with, I want to leave a, a big donation to my favorite charity. I don't have $500,000 in cash, but I can make sure that if I want to do it, I can do it through an insurance policy. That's what it means. So people get 
a little squirmy sometimes when we talk about life insurance, but life insurance is a gift. And if you look at it like that and you take the emotion out of it, you'll start to see some of the great benefits. And that's what you want to look at. Evaluate your homeowner's insurance, your tenant's package if you're a renter, whatever the case is, start to make sure that what needs to be covered is covered and make sure that you're looking at the premiums to make sure that they're reasonable. Uh, make sure that if there was claim on a car insurance uh, policy that you're in line with what it should be. These are all conversations you can have with your agents. So that's the, the next part is the step number six is to review our insurance coverage. Step number seven is we're going to look over our estate planning documents. Everybody that's out there needs a will. So if you don't have one, ask yourself why you don't and when you're going to get it. So everyone needs a will. I get people that say, well, I don't have very much. And let me tell you, everybody has an estate. It doesn't matter the size of it. I'm not talking about whether you have six houses and five boats. I'm talking about you have an estate. Even if you rent a house, have no kids, you're not married, you have something. Make sure you have a will because your will is the last conversation you have with this world. And this is a show on its own too. And I have strong feelings about people having a will because um, it is the very last thing you ever get to say. And it's the very last direction you're going to give for your life. And people will say, well, I'm dead. It doesn't matter. What do I care? It matters because your whole life mattered. And don't let it come down to that very last moment in time. And then you just throw it all out of the window because you can't be bothered doing it. You leave, you, you have the, the potential to leave a mess for the people behind that you love. Don't leave them and make them angry. Don't make them fight with each other because you have two kids and they both wanted your, your China set and you didn't tell either one of them who's going to get it. Don't do that to them. If you, and I always say, if, if you really care about your family and your loved ones, then you'll make it easy for them. Just let them mourn you. That's your will. Your will tells everybody what to do. And it says, this is it. Um, my last direction to you. And this is what I want. So look it over. Make sure you have a will. Make sure it's up to date. If you did one 20 years ago and your kids are all grown and have kids of their own, it's time. <laughs> Update your will. Make sure you have powers of attorney for uh, your finances and make sure you have powers of attorney for your health care. Because if something ever happened to you where you were momentarily in a position where you couldn't make these decisions, make sure you have somebody that can do it. Again, you're going to live, you're going to be healthy, you're going to get back to life, uh, hopefully, as you knew it, but you temporarily can't do it. Make sure you have somebody that that can do that for you, that, that you have a conversation with, and they know they're going to do it for you. Because it's, it's too much stress on all these people that are trying to support you while you're getting healthy, uh, and getting through whatever health crisis you're getting through, but they can't do it legally. They got to make sure that they still pay your bills. So if you're in the hospital in a coma for a few weeks and you're going to, you're going to be fine and everything, but you still have to pay your property taxes and your hydro bill and then make it easy for yourself, make it easy for them. And then the beauty of this is when we take all this stress off, then we have this amazing opportunity to just heal ourselves and keep going with, our lives and our, our um, ability to mourn and, and move forward. So when we come, I'm going to take our last break of the night, and then we're going to come back and talk about the last two pieces of this puzzle. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. 
Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we are talking about getting organized and getting efficient and making it fun for next year with our finances. And I know people, I say that people roll their eyes and laugh and it is fun. Why wouldn't you make it fun? Make everything fun. Uh, the things that we put in our head that are, are difficult, you know, everybody talks about dieting, forget dieting, just make your healthy choices and change the way of life that you eat. Um, I, I'm, I'm certainly not a, a nutrition expert by any means, but that is my opinion. I, I forget the dieting and I'm going to do this for a certain amount of time. And lose it. Just be healthy and, and live a, find the, the, proper formula that works for you that makes you healthy that you can follow and and you don't have to eat food you don't like so that's um uh that's my advice on that side but it's also my advice on the financial side and the last two pieces uh step number eight is review your financial plan so we talked about that a little bit and or at least i alluded to it um, have a financial plan if you if you have it with an advisor fantastic if you don't fantastic just make sure you have it and then you follow it. And if you have it with your advisor, book a time and go in and say, let's review the plan. Are we on track? Um, if we're, we've got kids going to school next year, are we on track? And we have a, an investment for the schools, the, the kids' school fund. Do Are we ready for it? Uh, when, at what point do I have to tell you uh, I need the money from it? At what point do we need to submit your the receipts when we get the tuition uh, before, after, during? What point do we do all this stuff? So talk to your advisor about that. And then finally, point step number nine is, and this one seems like uh, it could be the most fun if you let it be, calculate your net worth. See if your wealth is increasing or decreasing. And if it's increasing, which obviously is our overall plan, and it doesn't have to move the needle a big amount, but at least see if you're going in the right direction. And net worth is your assets minus your liabilities. That's it. It's pretty straightforward. So take everything you own in terms of your house, your liquid cash, your investments, um, your furnishings in your house. So if, if you every single thing, if you liquidated everything you had, how much money would that be? And then take how much you owe. So if you liquidated everything and you paid everything off, the difference between what you have in money and what you paid off is your net worth. So if you figure that out and you're, you see that 
my net worth has gone up. And it could be something as simple. Maybe nothing changed this year for you, except the value of your house went up. And the value of your, the, the amount owing on your mortgage went down. So your net worth went up. See if that's going in that direction. And if it is, then give yourself a reward. Take yourself, go out for dinner, you and your spouse or you and a friend or whoever you want. Go out by yourself if you want to. Whatever you prefer, whatever makes you happy. Take yourself out for dinner or buy yourself that little um, item that maybe you didn't get for Christmas or you didn't ask anybody for Christmas, but you really, really wanted. Or that one thing that you said, if I hit a certain point, then I'm going to buy that. That's going to be my gift. Uh, you set targets for yourself. It makes it fun, right? So if I if I achieve this goal, I'm going to buy those expensive pair of shoes. Or if I achieve this goal, I'm going to buy the fancy espresso machine. Uh, and those are the things where you look at, you're like, okay, if I've achieved my goal of increasing my net worth, and if I am reviewing my plan, I'm doing all these things. And at the end of it all, I look and I see I'm going in the right direction. Don't get carried away. You don't have to. It could just be, you know, you, you like your maybe you're a wine drinker and your reward is you're just going to buy a nice bottle of wine and you're going to sit and watch a movie one night. And it's going to be your reward for having done a, a good job for yourself this year. So hopefully that will help you get on track. Hopefully uh, there's just even if you don't do all of the steps or take all of the tips, Take something that works for you. The beauty is do something, start now. And the more you fine tune it and the more focused that you get, the easier it becomes and the happier you're going to be because you're going to start to see it all come together. And you're going to see that all the money that you're saving for your future is actually happening because you're disciplined and you're disciplined in a good way. And, uh, for any of you that need extra support, please reach out to any of our hosts here or your financial advisor or shamelessly plug. If you didn't buy this for Christmas or get it for Christmas, look out and see my book and uh, it'll walk you through some simple ideas and some strategies too. And we'll see you right back here next week and every week on the Inspired Choices Network and we'll tackle new topics and we'll talk about other ways that we can be more excited and happy with our finances. Thanks for joining us. Have a great New Year's and we'll see you next Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.